Hello, my name is Nick Spacek, and you're listening to From and Inspired by, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we speak with musician Keely Bumford, aka Dressage, about her music for the latest installment of Hulu's Into the Dark series, My Valentine. In the dark, I feel you. One more breath, everything could change. You know, my heart has been through. Black and blue, black and blue, babe This could get messy, I feel the earth shaking me And now we're running full speed, full speed Now the good timing, a perfect emergency I'm ready for the real thing, real thing Edge of the Writer-director Maggie Levin's My Valentine is the latest installment in the Bloomhouse Into the Dark series for streaming service Hulu. Influenced by some of the biggest pop scandals over the past decade, My Valentine follows Valentine, whose songs and artistic identity have been stolen by her ex-boyfriend-slash-manager and shamelessly pasted onto his new girlfriend-slash-protege, Treasure. Pop songs play a huge part in the film, and they were all composed and performed by Dressage, also known as Keely Bumford, who along with her musical partner Mark Hadley, additionally performed the score for Levin's movie. We spoke with Bumford the day My Valentine dropped on Hulu about the film, as well as her work for other programs such as Ever After High and Riverdale. Thanks for taking time to uh, do this. I really appreciate it. I mean, like, this is the day that the episode of Into the Dark drops, and it seems that the reaction has been almost uniformly positive. It's exciting. I'm I'm super stoked that that's the case. <laughs> um, I assume you came into the project fairly early on, given how integral the songs are to the film itself. Yes, totally. Um, I, let's see, Maggie, the writer-director, I think approached me on, in July, actually the day that the earthquake hit in LA. It was weird. <laughs> we were having dinner. And then she was like, oh, I have this movie. Um, I want to talk to you about it. And it was like, earthquake. And then we kept talking. Um, and yeah, so, so they filmed it in August of 2019. Um, so I had written, there are four songs that are filmed um, like in, you know, they're either music videos or they're live performance. And um, so those all needed to be written and, you know, final tempos, final vocals, enough to be filmed too. So, um, so yeah, it was a pretty early on kind of brainstorming between Maggie and I of what the songs were. They were all written into the script of kind of where they were going to be and sort of what they meant to the characters and, you know, where they were performing them. Um, 
so it was exciting to be, you know, like from the ground up really involved in in this because it, it is so focused around the music. What I do find really sort of interesting about it, and it's almost ironic, is the fact that you're like writing and performing music and then having someone else be the face of it, which is very much what the film itself is about. Um, was was that a little <laughs> odd? Yeah, I mean, I'm not an actor at all. <laughs> so, so I was totally fine with it. Um, but I, actually, fun fact, I am in the last scene. Um, I'm her... I'm like on stage um, as her background keyboard player. Oh, <laughs> and then so um, Mark, who I co-scored it with, is her guitarist. So that was like a fun little Easter egg. But um, but yeah, it's funny, you know, like I was speaking with Britt when we were first about to film this and she plays Valentine. And she's like, so I'm not musical at all. Like I don't sing, I don't play anything, but let's like make it look like I do. And, and you know, I, I think that's a funny I don't know. It's just kind of a funny thing where people see somebody singing on screen and they always assume that it's the actor. Um, I don't know why humans do that, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of just, you know, always going to be this way. So it never seemed to be weird to me. (laughs) Were you familiar with Maggie's previous work? Like, because like Diva, her short film, like, also touches on pop music and like the craziness inherent in it in like a horrific kind of way. Um, like how familiar were you with her stuff before you signed on to this project? Yeah. So I actually have known Maggie for maybe eight years at this oh, point. Wow. We met my, maybe my early days of living in LA and I've, um, I've seen her grow as a writer and as a director and, you know, she's just kind of kept making things. And I love that she has obsession with the dark side of pop stars. And obviously (laughs) it's really fun for me because I get to kind of help her bring that to life in this. Um, But I am familiar with her work just because I've, you know, we've, we've just been in this like game of, of, doing your thing and hopefully no helping people notice and give you bigger platforms to create things on. Um, and so I was really grateful that, you know, when she got her, this is her first kind of like debut feature, um, writing and directing opportunity. And so she is so community minded, but also so female community minded that I was really grateful that she also, you know, brought me on and, and gave me this opportunity because we'd already worked together um, in the past, she did a live uh, stage show of Rocky Horror um, Picture Show every every Halloween for like three years, and so I was in that, and I also directed all the vocals for that. So um, it felt very natural, and I think that her style and the things she cares about, um, I really align with as well. Now, this isn't your first time doing a, a, a soundtrack or music for a film or tv show um but is this your is this your first like full score it is yeah i've done a lot of i've i've you know i've done some movies and i've done some tv shows and a lot in the ad and trailer world and that usually tends to be you know either like short form kind of song based um but this was really cool because i got my first opportunity to like score a film and i realized that I just love it. 
Um, but also, you know, she wanted the songs and the score to really start to kind of blend into each other, which is really exciting for Mark and I, because, um, we work so closely already that I could take all of my production stems from the songs and we could kind of start to blend them into elements of the score, you know, turn vocals into synths and turn, I don't know, drum hits from the songs into, you know, a moment in the score that would make things feel that it's all living in this sonic world, which I think is really exciting for both of us. Well, like the the sound design for the film even like works its way into the scores and the songs where there's like this chiming and there's like glitter and there's uh like the sound of, <laughs> yeah. of phones and all of that and it, it it all blends together but it's all very uh bright and poppy until it really isn't <laughs> yes yes totally yeah we actually created there's we had we made this fun sense called the treasure pluck <laughs> treasures like the the super glit, glitzy pop star um, and so we would use it a lot. It was kind of this like super almost video game sounding shiny synth. And, um, you know, we would use it and then we would start to let it start, you know, kind of disintegrate in moments where it needed to show that there was something distressing happening or whatever. And so I like, and I did that with a lot of vocal samples too. Um, you know, when it would be like something with treasure, I would take one of one of the vocals from the, the treasure song and start to stretch and morph it so it was um you know kind of of, of the same world of that character but then it would match whatever's happening tonally on screen which is great for us it's so fun well in 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 the the songs are in like they're all <laughs> written in the film by by one person but they're they're performed by different people but at the end like that last song that that Valentine per- performs, it it sort of blends the two, like it, in, in into where the the character and the songwriter get to be one for the first time in the film. Um, like how how do you work towards that like voice? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the last song, "Back in Focus," is that that's the one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, she, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of her, like, I don't know. It's kind, it's kind of this funny darkness, right? Because there's like the ending of the movie. She's gone. She now has like witnessed a lot of horrors, <laughs> and so this is kind of like, you know, uh, in the timeline would be what she releases next, and be like her next music video of her being free after all of this. But also now her life is like totally different because she's witnessed all this crazy stuff um so it was fun to sort of you know take like robin sort of super jubilant song about you know finally getting to be who you are but then also turning visually they turn her quite quite treasure like you know Mm -hmm. now she's now she's like becoming this pop star that and now she has to go by the treasure name too because she's assumed her identity. So it's, it's a little dark, but it's also, you know, I think overall you're just like, Oh, she's, she's free now. And she can, she finally is getting the opportunities that she's deserved all along. It fits very nicely in, uh, with NPR's all songs considered did like a decade in review at the end of last year. And one of the things they talked about was how, Robin's dancing on my own sort of ushered in this era of what they referred to as sad bangers. 
and it seems like the 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 back in focus like is very much in line with like like literally like as as part of like a a, a spectrum with all of those songs. Yes, yeah, I love sad bangers, man. They're my vibe, you know, because you want to like dance, but but a lot of people still feel things. So you, it's like when you can emote and dance, and it doesn't have to just be like woo party all night. It's like dancing and. And kind of like upbeat music with substance. I think that's a sweet spot for me. Um, like you, you did, you you did you you sang uh, the the theme song for mm-hmm. another uh, streaming project, uh, Ever After High, on Netflix, um, which <laughs> seems to like there are people who like are I don't know like cartoon fanatics who seem to be very very into that song. Um, w- was that? interesting experience that was years ago i mean i think i i think i did that maybe six or seven years probably um and i actually don't know if that's still the theme song they might have done a new one but it is funny to see because you know i've i've worked kind of in work for higher vocal stuff writing producing um for about eight years in la now and so it's funny to see sort of all of the little, you know, the internet gives people these different kind of shades of you and versions of you. And it's funny to see them all sort of like intertwine um, because yeah, there are definitely people who are, I, I think that fandom is such a cool thing because people really identify with certain franchises or TV shows or even, you know, genres of films. And so I think it's, it's fun to see kind of all those, people and personalities collide and yeah ever after high is definitely one of those speaking of uh um fandoms and things like that um uh, as fans of from and inspired by who follow me on twitter are only too aware i am mildly uh to say the least obsessed with uh the show riverdale um and from what i've heard you did some work on that for one episode yeah yeah uh huh. Um, yeah, there's an episode. I think it's called. Oh, it's something like Pussy Cats Kill Faster. It's it's. I think it's the maybe the second season. I have to go check check that. But basically, there's like a talent show that Archie performs, and so there's a song called "I Got You" that I wrote with Mark and another friend of ours named Susan Sandberg. And um, we yeah, so we basically we were we were given. Um, like the pitch, the brief to write a song for the show. And I think that we had done it before the show was even released. So we were like, what is this going to be? It's like a Archie Comics remake, but dark. Interesting. Um, and then, you know, Riverdale became what it, what it was. And so this song, I think that there's a scene where he and I can't remember the other girl's name. She's, she's one of the girls in, um, in, in the Pussycat band. Um, are rehearsing this song and they don't end up playing it at the talent show, but it's called I Got You. And I think it's on, like, you can find it on Spotify under the Riverdale soundtrack. Um, like that's, it, it's so interesting. Um, like, because that's a series that's gone on to have like a lot of musical moments. Um, and like music is very integral to it. So, uh, I'm always, I'm always curious to, to find out more about like the behind the scenes on that. (laughs) Um, so I love shows that have music, you know, as a central focus point. I think it's so cool when, and that's like, so Chop Shop is, they do the music supervision for that. 
And they kind of also pioneered that era of like Gossip Girl and the OC where, you know, I saw that when I was in high school and I saw like Modest Mouse and Death Cab <laughs> playing live on in a TV show with these characters. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So you you have an original music project as well, um, uh, More Giraffes, um, <laughs> which I love the name of. Um, and I know you Thanks. put out some new music um, last year, but like what other projects um, or music for More Giraffes do you have that you're working on now? Yeah, um, so More Giraffes is also Mark and I. <laughs> we, we, we work a lot together. Um, it's kind of our fun pop side project. Um, we both have my my main project is dressage, which is what I did all this music as. Um, and then more giraffe is kind of this fun like other other side to us where we can create sort of funny pastel pop is what we call it um, pop music. And so we put two EPs out as more giraffes. Um, we're working on another one right now, but it's kind of just a fun outlet for us to not take you know like. Uh, when I tend to write music, it feels very serious and heartfelt. And sometimes it's fun to just have a project where it's a little bit more about fun and making just kind of like shameless pop. So so that's what we do with more drafts. And we have a lot of, we have a good time with it. Do you have anything else uh, on, on the way? Yes. Yep. So I have a new dressage EP coming out, probably starting to come out um, later this spring, which I'm really excited about. Um, yeah, just kind of continuing that. I'm always writing songs for TV and film and hoping to do more scoring stuff because this was so much fun. And I, I realized that I really love writing to picture and scenes and working with directors. So, um, so yeah. Well, I'm glad it was such a positive experience for you. And it really, uh, like the, the movie is, really uh fun but also like has a really great message and i'm really like i got to you know see it like a couple of days early uh now it seems that everybody else is getting to watch it and they're all like everybody seems very into it and i i i hope it means more folks get to hear your music yeah totally thanks and i think that they're releasing the soundtrack any day now so hopefully by the time people hear this it'll be out Wonderful. Well, again, uh, thank you so much, Keely. This has been really delightful, uh, and I quite appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk to me. Oh, thank you so much, Nick. It was great speaking with you. Who is that girl painting stars in the sky? That's you. For, for talking with me. Follow Dressage on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dressage Music. That's Dressage with one S. Or hit her up on her website at dressage.la. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromaninspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at fromInspiredPod, as well as on Instagram at fromaninspiredby. 
You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, and we just added the show to Spotify. Please click those follow and subscribe buttons. Please hit up the website and click on the aid and assistance button to help pay for web hosting and long distance fees. And remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking about My Bloody Valentine, Prom Night, and more with composer Paul Zaza. Until then, thanks for listening. Feel like myself for the first time.